you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Around the League Podcast. Always trash talks Steve Smith. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League Podcast. My name is Dan Hanses, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes, Chris Wessling, Mark Sessler, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. Dan has showed up. We got a holiday party tonight in a bright blue. <laughs> is that a workout t-shirt? It's something like Some that. Some kind of dry fit. I never made it to the gym, though, which doesn't <laughs> bode well to our, our discussion. <laughs> the thought that counts. Our discussion, Mark. Um, how is the uh, workout plan going for you? Oh, I thought we were starting that down the road. <laughs> oh, it's a New There's Year's There's nothing sadder than putting on workout outfit and then not doing it. I mean, I've done it too. It's it's just it's like a weird, sad you, feeling. You said you've never been to a gym. Well, I like put on running outfit. You know, like I go running and then, but then you never actually go running. It's a um, bad thing. All right, so listen, this is a big deal. We were uh, we were named on the iTunes <laughs> Best of 2013 list. Black Tie, who is uh, Damashek's great producer. Gave us the word yesterday. We were uh, part of a list that includes such luminaries as uh, Joan Rivers, mm. Jeff Garland from Curb Your Enthusiasm, and um, some other people. But that's something of an achievement, I Adam would say. Adam Carolla was, was on the list. Adam Carolla. Dr. Drew. Wait, weren't we the we were, only sports-related show? We were the only sports show. That's very cool. Thank you, iTunes person who chose us we appreciate it and more importantly thank you to the listeners because i'm sure the itunes editorial team you know they're about making money yeah making they the operate cheddar, off clicks and it's the listeners who brought the traffic who gave us this glory so thank you well <laughs> michael lombardi who used to work here at this network used to always talk about the disease of more when when teams win a title and everyone just starts asking for money and i've already noticed a little bit different vibe around Around the newsroom, Wesseling strolled in, all all proud of himself, not really doing well, his work today. We did. What he's mean? like, he's like, I am an award winner. <laughs> well, 
Rhino and I are softball champions as of last night, too. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So big, that was the glow. Big day. By the big way, day. wouldn't mind that uh, disease striking his current employer, the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the hunger for more, there is also the Stitcher Awards coming up. And K. Rich gave a detailed uh, breakdown on how you could vote for the Around the League podcast for the Stitcher. This sounds. This is really gross. Let's this stop. Is, let's stop this asking is for the, the words. You should just let's stop. We've got what, uh, enough. You know what? I kind of on board with you. This will be the last time I bring it up. Stitcher.promotw.com. <laughs> oh you go to nominate shows. And, you know, if you want to, you know, what's wrong with this? Isn't this what people do? I feel like I need to take a shower. It's a little bit. Yeah, I feel like (laughs) if you want to give us an award, just give it to us. It's not going to change my view. I know we're good. Yeah, you ruined. I had a joke queued up that I was going to make about Greg someday being Michael Lombardi's biographer. Well, you can still do that. <laughs> I think you should do that, people, if you, if you have the free time. But everyone else, you guys, all, all high and mighty in this room, like we don't need anything else. You've got to keep pushing for greatness. I don't know if that's what it's going to do for us, though. Who, what if know? we just have greatness thrust upon us? Uh, well, if I bring it up in my year-end review, I feel like I'm going to get laughed at, you know? Stitcher. Yes, we, we were nominated. We I feel like you should definitely bring that up. That's quite an accomplishment. All right, so we've got a big show today. We're going to do uh, the headlines. We're going to do some talk about coaches on the hot seat. We have a special guest, which is Green Bay Packers guard Josh Sitton. We're going to talk to him coming off that wild win in Dallas. But why don't we start with the headlines? And um, the gold standard is behind the glass right now. How are you doing, the gold standard? Yeah, all good. Thanks. <laughs> um, love the duh. The uh, gold, gold standard. standard. It is, well, it is. It's just that's who he is. Uh, usually, K. Rich handles the news. Did you come up with that? I like the gold standard. I did. I did. That's another thing I'm going to try to cash in on financially. <laughs> it's all about making money and being successful and making your father proud. While we're talking about effects of the podcast, your What Up Boys is going global. We have a lot. Suddenly, we have a lot of people from around the globe tweeting at us. I have an idea. I'm going to buy a map and put it up in here. Mm. <laughs> when you tweet at us, tell us your city, not just your country, Ooh. and we will ping you on our map, which will be up in Studio 66. That was like one of the more brilliant ideas I've ever heard from you, Wes. Thank you. Now, are you actually <laughs> going to follow through and yes. do this? Yes, uh, I will. Because you got not only do you have to find the world map, which I is there like a cartographer store in there? You can easily purchase a world map. Anything on the internet. I, I'm pretty sure you can find that. But then you got to find that. Half of my furniture Pushpins. in my apartment has come from Amazon. <laughs> I'm not going out shopping in this city where you can't drive. You do need There's to no find, way. as Dan, you need some a colorful, high-end uh, stack of pushpins. Yes. Yeah, that will be maybe the hardest item. Hey, so the gold standard... Uh, we usually have K. Rich do the news. I will handle the news in her absence. Is there any type of news music that we could play? I think we got a little right here. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, no. K. Rich on the headlines. I don't know if I have the soul to pull off headlines after that. Yeah. That just was sad without K. Rich here. I feel like the yeah, listeners are going to be let down. That's her music, but not her. We'll come up with something. I know. It's like it's like anyone else saying Seduction Friday except for K. Rich. doesn't work. I've, got, I've gotten some people on Twitter that are asking us to tell K. Rich to say Seduction Friday, which <laughs> is a little creepy, I That sounds very creepy. Um, but if, yeah, if you need, if you want to ask K. Rich, ask it yourself. Don't ask me to ask K. That's Rich. That's like Steve Buscemi putting lipstick on and then crossing out <laughs> names on his people to kill list after somebody asks K. Rich to say Seduction Friday. 
Well, so tell tell the listeners the movie that's from, at least. Oh, from Billy Madison, sorry. Of course. Cinematic, Just assume everybody knows Billy Madison. Classic. <laughs> Won every Oscar. Um, all right, so let's hit the headlines. We'll start in Green Bay, where Aaron Rodgers, surprise, surprise, still has not been medically cleared. He has the collarbone injury, which it seems to have stalled a little bit now, and that leaves his chances of playing Sunday in doubt for the game against the Steelers. Randall Cobb did return to practice, though. Might play for the first time since mid-October, which would help, but... I don't think Randall Cobb is playing. Really? He sounded more like he was just getting back to running and getting into the works again. It might be another week or two for Randall Cobb. Do we really think Rodgers has had stalled? Because last week... He was out there with the first team for part of practice. He was zipping passes around practice today as if he wanted to play, said one of his teammates. We won't know till Friday. It's going to be the same thing, but just the vibe I get from the writers there, I still think we're more optimistic in this room of him playing just because it seems to make sense than the people there are. Wait, one well, real quick thing on this. This idea that suddenly Matt Flynn oh, is... Ha- no, no, no. Listen, here I understand go. I've been tough on this guy. He's had this, you owe him this, an apology, This by the career way. revival, some sort of renaissance. No. Playing one of the worst defenses we'll see this season. I, I'm, I, I went back and watched it again. I'm not sold on Matt Flynn he's, getting them the rest of the way. He's done very well against prevent defenses, of which were two of the worst defenses in the NFL and the Falcons and, Cow- and Cowboys. In both of those games, he didn't move the ball into the second half when they basically let up a little bit on the gas pedal. If Rodgers comes back, I think the skies are limit. If not, I think they lose this Sunday, and it's over. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the Cowboys stink on defense. Um, I think everyone knows that, but there's no way you're going to talk me out of giving uh, Matt Flynn a ton of credit for leading five touchdown drives in the second he half. He did a nice job. I, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to just say take it all away from him, but honestly, looking at that game, they're, if they hit a tougher defense, which they will down the stretch, it's going to end real quick. Here, and it, Steelers, I, I don't know if Dick LeBeau listens to the podcast. I'm guessing Does he's... Does Dick LeBeau know what a podcast is? I'm not sure he knows what the internet is. Um, <laughs> that reminds me of on Monday Night Football when Mike Tirico said something along the lines of, uh, John, on our podcast this week, we talked about, and I knew there was no way John Gruden knows what a podcast Zero is. Zero connect. So if, if LeBeau does listen, though, here's a little tip. Third and long... Maybe cover the slant because my, Matt Flynn can't throw any other pass. Every time third and nine slant over the middle to one of the tight ends. Otherwise, they don't win that game. All right, moving on. Matt Schaub back from the dead once again. And Thad Lewis to start in games this week with playoff implications. Schaub is uh, starting in Houston. Thad Lewis, E.J. Manuel, whose rookie season is really almost a washout now. He's out with a knee injury. And now we have these two gentlemen potentially deciding important games. I like Thad Lewis. I, I'm not sold on E.J. Manuel. I don't think anyone in this room is. And you look back at some of the comments that uh, Nathaniel Hackett made earlier in the season. He seemed to really warm up to Thad Lewis, his work ethic. Right when he came in, they didn't change the offense much. Listen, I think he's a work in progress, but honestly, E.J. Manuel is that and maybe less. Well, on, on the bigger picture scale, you know, they play a Dolphins team that Thad Lewis and the Bills beat in Miami. The Bills have beat three playoff teams in Buffalo. Miami has to go up there and win that game. I think it's just setting up for a Thad Lewis knocks the Dolphins out of the playoffs after all this progress. What do you think? I like the way this was setting up for the Bills for a couple of weeks, but the way Ryan Tannehill is now playing, I'm actually going to pick the Dolphins in this game. 
I like what I'm seeing from Tannehill. He's putting some balls in some tight spaces. Yeah, I'm over undrafted free agent quarterbacks and getting behind them. Case Keenum, <laughs> Matt McGloin. We get all pumped up. That's kind of where I'm at, too. I feel like we've lost some momentum, and I can't back that, that right did, Was he seventh round? Was he drafted last no, year? He's, he's not undrafted. on his original I think he was team. Undrafted out of, he's in his third season. Undrafted right. out of Duke. I think it's more that EJ Manuel is disappointing. Right. It is Thad Lewis is some savior. And I know uh, no one expects the Texans to even be competitive at home this week against Denver, but I'm just saying, let's let's paint the scenario. Matt Schaub in his last start in Houston after getting buried and booed off the field goes out in a blaze of glory, takes <laughs> right down Peyton Manning. Yeah. Wouldn't depressing. that be, wouldn't that be kind of fun? Wouldn't we that be a, fun, though? We had a frisky I one. would like it. Just kind of like a big, you know, hey, I'm Matt Schaub. MFers. I'll, be, I'll be selling insurance in six months. We it, had a frisky little debate in the newsroom about this, uh, Andrew Siciliano and I. And Name dropper. <laughs> well, that's who was involved in the debate. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, Name dropper. <laughs> and Chubb played better than Keenum in his last appearance. He moved the ball better. But let's not forget that Schaub was benched because he couldn't go down the field, and Keenum came in throwing bombs all over the place, looked like a savior just because he went down the field. That Schaub is – I wouldn't get my hopes up here that Schaub is going to somehow roast the uh, Broncos' defense this week. What a job. You get to go to work and debate with the host of NFL Red Zone about the merits <laughs> of Case Keenum and Matt Schaub. It wasn't bad. <laughs> Moving on, uh, lastly in the headlines, Joe Flacco, the Baltimore Ravens. Quarterback coming off that big Monday night win will be fitted for a knee brace after that hit he took in the game against the Lions, but he is expected to play on Sunday. He'll be limited in practice, though. They don't put you in a knee brace and keep you out of part of practice unless something happens, so maybe he's got a mild sprain there. Of course he'll play. This is one of those guys that he doesn't miss games. Not right now for this team. This what? is uh, one of the things that... My new job since I've been at around the league, one of the differences I've seen, every time a quarterback sneezes, it's news. Whereas where I was before, it's not necessarily news. But definitely America cares if a quarterback is wearing a knee brace. Where were you, penny saver? Like, no, what? I was working for well, a fantasy football outfit <laughs> where a running back injury. We can say Roto World's deal. name. We, bo- we both right. used to work Ro- there. Well, I was working at Roto World. Like, uh, an injury to a running back might be way more important than mm. Joe Flacco just sporting an e-brace, which he obviously will play in. Right. It's right, like but Peyton it's- Manning sprained ankle. It's not a big deal. We don't know that because it happened at the end of the game. He's going to be limited. I think it's something to watch. It's at least he's facing the right team, though. The Patriots have no pass rush. Wasn't that game fun the other night, though? I mean, mm. we haven't talked since then. That was the one of my favorite Lions, games. Ravens game? Yeah. That was boring until the last minute, but that was the second occasion this year where I jumped out of my seat <laughs> when Tucker drilled the field it goal. It was tense. Yeah, I thought was it was wild. tense the whole game. Cause I it was, was some bad football. I don't know about that. I think it was two like seven and six type of well, teams battling for the playoffs. The That's kind of what you expect to see. Best receiver in the NFL dropped three passes. Yeah, one of the ten best quarterbacks in the NFL had his worst game of the season. It was bad football. I like the uh, reporter in Detroit and Wes wrote about this yesterday. Um, actually, asking uh, Jim Schwartz as he got <laughs> to the podium, the first question he asked him was. Is Matt Stafford the quarterback? Or? Have you considered benching Matthew Stafford? I lost it. I was fascinated by by that question. You know, I've noticed that nobody has asked that of uh, Eli Manning all year. Is he going to get benched? I and actually think early on more, they might have. I, but, yeah. The, I it's, it's just out of control silly. We've lost our minds. All right, let's move on. Our, you know, one thing it would be good to talk about, because we are now – 
um, very close to the end of the season. There are a lot of coaches. We've had one firing this season. I recall You're that. You're lucky it wasn't you. Gary Kubiak was the guy. Thank you. It had escaped my mind. Thank you, Greg, for stepping in. Uh, Gary Kubiak was let go a couple of weeks back. Um, we'll see. We'll, it remains to be seen if anyone else gets let go during the season, but certainly there will be coaches that get fired right after the new year. Um, so I figured, or we discussed, I shouldn't claim ownership of this idea. It certainly wasn't mine. We decided it would be a good time to go down the list of some coaches that may be in some modicum of trouble. And uh, why don't we start? We've already mentioned the great meltdown in Dallas with Jason Garrett. And I'll open it up to the room. How hot is Jason Garrett's seat? Sizzling? I think no matter what Jerry Jones says, that seat is very much sizzling. Sizzling. I I think he gets fired if they don't make the playoffs. I agree with that. I think it's a big issue, though, because it's not like other teams at all an attractive job to take with Jones sitting there where he is. I I think it's probably the most attractive job on this list. Ooh. Really? So an empowered coach is going to want to go to Dallas and have to deal with Jerry Jones? I think so. I don't agree with that. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys will ever have trouble getting a coach. They're still America's team. They pay uh, the you most, look at some of their the coaches, stadium. Chan Gailey, Jason Garrett. I don't think that they – I guess you got Parcells, but – Garrett was he, a different case, though, because they groomed him for seemingly 15 years as the coach. I could see them sticking with Garrett because that's just how mediocre this team is. I when, think, first of all, any job is great. People are falling all, right. themselves all over to get the Browns job or any job. It doesn't really matter. You know, maybe you're right in an established coach, but that's not usually the best way to go anyways. But no matter what he said, that's a funny thing when he says a guy's definitely going to be there next year when they're like 5-3 and because you have no idea how it goes. They're playing the Redskins this week. If they lose to the Redskins, like, Garrett, forget about it. It's over. I mean, they could be eliminated this week. And if they lose again in Week 17, that would be the fourth time they lost in an elimination Week 17 game. Jason Garrett is one of the biggest enigmas in the NFL to me. Ivy League graduate, Princeton, <laughs> long-term, one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL for a long time, groomed for this job. Glowing ginger man. Glowing ginger man. Seems man, like man. a really nice guy. Seems like a nice guy, has his stuff together, yet they seem to be one of the worst game-planning, play-calling, and time-management teams in the NFL since he's had that job. I think top-down, they're very disorganized. I don't, I don't like the way that team is run, and I, just, I, I think until Jerry Jones removes himself from the equation as a decision-maker... Ain't going to happen. All right, three-man panel. I'll abstain. Yes, no. Will he be employed on January 5th? Greg? No. Mark? Yes. Wes? He's fired. He's gone. Sorry, Sorry, Mark. He gone. I don't root for men to be thrown into the bread. I'm not rooting for it. I know. Well, he can sleep on his millions. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Uh, We just brought brought him up. We'll bring him up again. Jim Schwartz in Detroit. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported before the Monday night game, hours before the game, that uh, within the team, the belief was that Jim Schwartz needed to make the playoffs this year to save his job. They've lost a killer on Monday. They no longer control their own destiny, although none of us really do. <laughs> Jim Schwartz sizzling? It's hard to argue with Ian's reporting. That's kind of been the feeling all year that they don't like the recurring problems that always seem to happen on the field in terms of their stupidity. I have a funny feeling they're going to make the playoffs still. I don't know why. I just think Chicago... Will blow one of these two games. I don't know which one. Maybe in Philadelphia this week. Detroit's got two really easy games, and I think they sneak in, if Ro- especially if Rodgers doesn't come back. I think he's gone. And it's like this is a season where Aaron Rodgers and Jay Cutler 
are lost for big chunks of time. Mm-hmm. You're still floating behind both of those teams with two weeks to go. Melton, You completely Briggs. floundered. Well, I mean, everything went right for Detroit, and they actually played well. There's a ton of talent. I think you want to bring a coach in that can do something with that talent. I think Schwartz is going to get killed. For, I mean, he's just another smart guy, and his team has been one of the most undisciplined in the NFL since he's been there. They implode. You don't. They have so much talent, and they just implode. Kevin, I talked with Kevin Patrick yesterday. I'm looking forward to having him on on Friday to talk about Lions because it's a new, really the mm. bitter Lions fan. All the years of Stomach building punch. up, he's he's angry right now, and I, I just feel like for all those Lions fans that want him gone, be careful what you wish for. Patrick, I mean, Patrick let's remember what happened age. before. Oh, I don't think that's the case. I think they're going to find someone who is a better fit. To, there's a ton of talent on this worry, team. Be I careful would, what you wish for. You yeah. know this. Organization is so bad. You're not for sending so long. Megatron and Stafford down. They the have river. two very distinct offenses and defenses. They throw more than anybody in the league since Stafford came into the league. So you would need a coach who can work with that personnel. And then on defense, you have to build it around Sue and Fairley, and you can't have somebody with a three-four scheme coming in. January fifth, yes or no, Greg? Yes, because I think they're making the playoffs. No, because they're not. No, because they're not making. He the gone. He gone. Nah, that's not. I shouldn't be celebratory about it. Wow, you gone. really yeah. you're celebrating just the despair <laughs> of human men. A reporter on another network once got in in trouble for for celebrating a coaching fight. Remember that? There was a not fi- There was a fist bump on air <laughs> oh, after terrible. he reported. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he got in some trouble. Uh, Dan with a giant glowing smile on his face right now. This is the test outrageous. Can't wait for that you're assistant coach's family to have to move to I was Iowa. Say, you're not allowed to celebrate anybody's dismissal unless they get fired for not obeying the politically correct rules. Then you can just, you know, mm. take care of them. Wes. I don't even know I what like that's that. in reference. All right. <laughs> Mike Shanahan. That's just how it works. Sizzling? We all agree this is a sizzler, right? White hot flame under his seat. Yep. For a second, Shanahan was such a mastermind that him and his sources made me think maybe he does return next year, but then I realized I've been Shanahan. His son's given up on him. They're all gone. Yeah. Well, what about I spoke with Marty Schottenheimer here at NFL Network. Name dropper. Yeah, well, this is a name drop. (laughs) 205 wins, Browns hero, um, almost hero. Sorry, Mark. Great coach. I love Schottenheimer. Um, He said that he still believes Mike Shanahan, there's no better coach in the NFL than Shanahan. He thinks if it doesn't work out in Washington, he will land on his feet somewhere else and he'll do well. Do we agree with that? I don't think he's ever going to get hired again. I think he's a a really tough hire right now. Yes or no? Greg? No. 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 He gone. Greg's right. I think Schottenheimer might be stuck in 1998. I know people like that. It's kind of sad. I'm stuck in 1998. I think it's a fraternity, and they're not going <laughs> to diss each Probably other. Probably all our music choices are stuck in 1998. Yeah. We're, we're that old now that we've stopped kind of updating. I do updating. cite Oasis on Twitter sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Counting crows. Oh, come on. It's too soon. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. Mike Munchak. By the way, I think this might be speaking to our cynical nature. I think by the time I get to the bottom of this list, there's going to be like <laughs> 10 fired coaches. So keep that in mind. Not all these guys will get fired. Mike Munchak in Tennessee. Sizzling? I think he'll get fired. I don't think he has much of any chance. When there's a new owner, and I know he has the same last name, but there's a new owner, and it sounded like Munchak needed to win this year for any chance to keep his job, and they changed owners. Same last name? Well, whatever. Same family. Oh, okay. Family lineage. Well, I think you're right. And Mike Silver talked about this, too, and and so did Ian to some degree, that they just aren't happy with the team they tried to build and what he's done with it. And listen, they're a disappointing team. 
we know what we're going to get out of Mike Munchak if he comes back next season. Are they? they are. Uh, I, I find them disappointing. Yes, they're disappointing, and they are one of the most nondescript teams in the NFL. What's their personality? Right. Since what Munchak has Munchak done well since the, the thing you'd expect would be like, oh, let's run the ball, you know, because he because he was a great offensive lineman, but they've been terrible at running. Their the new ball. CEO Tommy Smith believes they have the talent to win right now and the head coach isn't getting it done. I know this is really random, but this could be the last job Greg Williams ever gets in the NFL. I don't know if he gets another chance. You know, he kind of, mm, they, really, know they really sent him a lifeline because of Adams. I don't know. You don't think that he's cited for helping to improve that defense for at least that a big chunk of the season? That narrative very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, I do I just, I don't know, just because of everything he's been through. I think that might say more about Jerry Gray. If we all agree, because I know the around the league team is not a big fan of Chris Johnson as a player, so if their running game's not working because they don't have a real premier back, you can make that argument. You could also make the argument that Jake Locker is hurt all the time and that keeps on exploding their seasons. Um, I, I feel like Munchak is kind of getting a short shrift here. I, don't, I feel like the roster isn't as good as maybe it's being made out to be. It's my I think opinion. That, I think that's fair, but I don't think he has. I, I don't think the ownership views Wait. it that way. Greg, yes or no? No. Mm. January 5th. Will Mike Greg Munchak nailed it because of the owner What day now? of the week is January 5th? That is one of the seven days of the week. Is that a Friday? Week. No, it's a Monday? No, I guess that's by the next week, yeah. Sorry. Wes, yes Scintillating no. podcast. No, he won't be employed by the Titans. He gone. This is, this is going to be a bloody after the season. Leslie Frazier, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, this one doesn't look too good either, does it? Wow. Man, I thought we were talking about that not many coaches were going to get fired this year, and suddenly we've but now just gotten, this room. Not, we've just gotten through five. I think if he's the one that's been a lock to get fired almost the last month. I'd agree. It's hard to, it's hard to make a real argument for Frazier, a real down season, and really what's the game plan there? Very interesting that Ian Rappaport reported that uh, Rick Spielman, the GM, who's had nine lives in the NFL, he hmm. had some rough days in Miami. I never would have thought that he would have survived that, is going to stay in Minnesota. So that indicates he's staying and he's going to get to hire someone. Poor Frazier was stuck with Christian Ponder, but hmm. also never developed him. And we saw this year chose the wrong quarterback. That's his fault. He's hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say, if and it's going to get a little tougher with the final names I bring up here, if these coaches go, doesn't and there's a general feeling around the league that there's going to be a ton of openings and only a certain amount of decent guys on the market, some of these guys that are more fringe guys could help their case. And I'll start right now with Rex Ryan, New York Jets. I think Rex might be the best coach on this list. He'd be the guy that I would argue um, because I think that owner likes Rex Ryan and the idea of Rex Ryan. Uh, and he has not done a, a terrible job this season. I think he's done a got good a, job. He's got a good job, and I think he stays. I have thought that he's going to get fired all year unless they make the playoffs. And uh, Dan's argument that the market's going to be flooded with jobs is a factor because you have to have an idea of maybe who we're going to hire. But I don't see any reason to change my view. I I think whenever there's a new GM. Sometimes the new coach lasts, you know, the incumbent coach lasts a year or two, but they got to make the playoffs and win to stick around. So I'm sticking with that. It's 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 almost a rule in the NFL. These guys don't stick. That's my biggest concern because I would like Rex to stick around. I think he's done a good job with just a very low level of talent in that locker room. The fact that they have six wins and could win seven or even eight um, to me makes he will never win coach of the year. But I think he's, it's that type of coaching job he's done this year. I think it's the best coaching job he's done with the team. Mm. But with John Idzik there, 
the ownership, as much as he likes Rex, he that he needs to make a decision. If I hire this Idzik guy and I believe in him, I probably have to do what he wants. So it's going to come down to whether Idzik wants him back or not. Really, maybe he should can Idzik and stick with Ryan. Well, that's not- <laughs> <laughs> Idzik's first draft wasn't great, but uh, anyway. So yes or no, Greg? I'm going to say he's fired. Sessler. I'm going to say he sticks around. I'm going to go with Mark. I have yeah. a, I have a Sessler on this one. Yes, Rex is safe. I hope you guys are right. I fully agree. I think he's one of the best coaches. Not one of the best five, but best ten. Moving on, Dennis Allen in Oakland. Is it going to be yet another restarting of the machine? What, what, real the quick, bay. one thing that annoys me about his situation is I do think with a real talent uh, issue there, he's done an okay job. They've been in games that I didn't think they would be in. But this idea that he needs to show something over the last two games. So when one of those Well, the opponent is Denver. So <laughs> it's almost like yeah. we are rewriting the narrative beforehand because I would choose to keep Allen because I, I think the issue there is starting to become the GM. Uh, mm. I would keep Allen. Fourth not- string running back, by the way. Uh, horrible quarterback play, and yet the coach is being asked to compete against solid teams and show that he's worthy of a job. It's so silly. I will withhold my opinion on this one. I'll just give you some facts on the quarterback position in Oakland. Carson Palmer was the quarterback last year. Got insulted because the Raiders wouldn't offer him an extension and told him he'd have to compete with Terrell Pryor. He's gone. They bring in Terrell Pryor. Give him the starting job. He's gone. They go out and trade for Matt Flynn and give him a new contract. He lasted two or three weeks. He's gone. They draft Tyler Wilson in the fourth round. Didn't even make it out of training camp. He's gone. The only reason they've been competitive is because they've developed an undrafted free agent rookie who has played pretty well. Those are the facts on the Raiders quarterback position. And at times the defense has been difficult uh, to handle, and that's Allen's side of the ball. Right. But Mike Silver reported that these last three weeks are going to make a big difference for Dennis Allen, and they're coming off perhaps the most embarrassing defensive performance of the year, giving up – four 50-plus yard plays where no one is even near Jamal Charles on those plays. He didn't make anyone miss. They they are playing – if they play their worst football at the end of the year, you know, according to Silver's reporting, I think Allen's going to go. In in defense of Reggie McKenzie, aren't they dealing with a lot of dead money on that cap? Has yes. he ever really had a real a his- chance? Historically bad – dead money situation that Al Davis left that team. I think Dennis Allen's done a very good job. Look at the other teams that have three or four wins in the NFL. Who has the least amount of talent? It's Oakland by far, and they've won four games. There's a reason why I was willing to say I would bet my softball pants. It was because they they were right there with the Jaguars for worst roster in the NFL. You love those pants. You don't want to eat them. Will Chris Wessling eat his softball pants? Greg, will Dennis Allen be the head coach of the Raiders January 5th? Yes or no? I'm going to say no. I fired everyone. This is terrible. (laughs) Against my will, no. I'm going to say no, and this is the second straight one where I think the coach should stay and the GM should go. Mm. Mm -hmm. This is just, this is like a slaughter. I'm just, let me note this. Another one down. All right, we're almost through the list. I hope I'm wrong on Dennis Allen. Me too. Uh, Greg Schiano, the Tampa Bay Bucks coach. I think we actually kind of have a general idea of where this room sits on this, but let's open it up for debate once again. Well, this is what inspired this segment. We were talking. Mark and I were saying last week we liked. We thought Chiano would would stick around. You guys disagreed. I think he's done enough. I think they're looking for any reason possible to keep him because they made such a big investment. 
I think this is a, one of those ones where you say, listen, if we're going to dump him now, we've got to have a home run guy to come in and reorganize this program again from top to bottom where, you know what, we've seen we've seen this team kind of get edgy down the stretch. Maybe we stick with Shiano. He got himself out of a disastrous situation earlier in the year. I think everything that could have gone wrong did. Glennon is panned out to some degree. Uh, the defense is interesting. I say yes, he stays. Give him credit for setting expectations so freaking low that he's now considered a good coach. <laughs> he went through a stretch he's, where they were, they were like 1-14 in 14 or something. Who considers him a good coach? Well, do, you guys do. You think he stays? I think I, he sticks I'm around. I'm not making my own judgment. I'm judging the tea leaves and the, and the <laughs> Glazer family uh, – the ownership there is not as involved as some ownership is, and I think if you're going to have a situation where you kind of stink up the place, this is a good place to do it. January 5th, will he have a job? Yes or no? Yes. Right? Yes. No. They can do better. Shano safe. Here's an interesting one. Joe Philbin in Miami. Hmm. Actually, the first name on the list where the team is having what you would classify as a good season, and yet he could go. They did spend the most amount of money of any team by far. The expectations were kind of playoffs or bust for Jeff Ireland. So I think their season's to be written. I, I boycott this one because I don't think he should be. <laughs> I don't think he should be here. I think they've they've really really shown up last couple weeks. What's why do you fire this guy? I, I wouldn't I even include him here. If anything, he, he deserves a lot of credit for this team being in position to win a wild card after everything that happened with uh, the offensive line. Well, that's but that's on him. I a think, lot of it's right. on him. It brought a lot of negative attention, no matter whose fault it was, to his, the organization. It's the and type I, of thing that gets you fired. I mm-hmm. think that's what first had him popping up on hot seat lists. Yes. And I think he's done a commendable job of pulling himself out of it. I think you have to keep him around. I think, you know, we we are saying it like the season's over. Two weeks ago, the Cowboys looked to be in pretty good shape. You know, the Dolphins... Lose in Buffalo, and who do they play in Week 17? It's an easy matchup. Jets? The Jets. If they lost those two games, maybe it's a different tenor. If That's they lost fair. to those two games, Jeff Ireland's definitely not coming back, the GM. That's a shame. All right. We'll, <laughs> so we all agree. Philman's safe then. We're keeping him safe. Yeah. Okay. And our final name, this is some list, Tom Coughlin, New York Giants. It's a tricky one. This one, we've been thinking all year that he probably – Gets the opportunity to make this decision on his own. Do you agree, Mark? I think so. Uh, it's, this is a, this one has me a bit baffled because this team to me looks like they are at the beginning of a rebuild. And uh, do you want to wait another year to get the next guy and start over? Do you just say, you know what, the floor already fell out. We start over now. I, I'm I'm baffled by this one. People that are really smart and a lot more tied in than us to the Giants really think he's safe that there's no chance he's going and that he's going to want to be back because he doesn't want to leave on this note. So I, I'm going to trust those those people, even though I'm a little surprised by that. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think that he's, you know, the type of, the way the Giants as an organization are run, that, that points to him coming back. Coughlin, his personality, that points to coming back. I think that this will be written off as a lost season. I think if they have another bad season next year, it's a whole different conversation. But uh, I think he'll be back. He was so close to getting fired, too, in uh, – 2006, I believe it was, and then I guess it paid off. Now they just feel like they got to stick with him. Yes or no? Yes. He's. I mean, he's staying. Staying. Yes, safest guy on the list. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So, according to Around the League, that is that is the list, by the way, of people that are potentially in the hot seat. Uh, we are going to have one, two, three, four, five, six coach openings by early next year. Seven if you count Kubiak, too. 
Mm. Right? Yeah. That's a lot. Pat Shermer's back in the mix. The air. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> oh, really? The air's been sucked out of this room after all this firing. I feel like we we feel bad. But about Wiz it. is back on the list. See, that's the problem. It's just a carousel of mediocrity. <laughs> well, Wiz took his team to the Super Bowl. Would that excite you? The Cardinals. I think Wiz is a good coach, and I think, yeah, like Greg said, he took the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. That's saying something. All right, let's move on. Uh, We have a special guest on the Around the League podcast this week. Greg is very excited about it. He was talking about it downstairs. He is a former pro bowler. He is a former Super Bowl champion. He's the guard for the Green Bay Packers. Josh Sitton, welcome to the Around the League podcast. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? We're, We're doing well. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Just got got home from work. Just hanging out, man. <laughs> Couch time. That is funny. <laughs> it's funny. Like that's what a normal person would say. You get home from work and you go lay on the couch. Josh Shitton just happens to be a famous football player. That's pretty awesome. Josh, I have a question. <laughs> so it's twenty six three at halftime. Aaron Rodgers said yesterday on on his radio show he does in Wisconsin that he, the locker room it felt like there wasn't a comeback in your bones. Um, obviously, his feeling was wrong. Did you feel? At any time that this was just not your day? Yeah, man, to be honest with you, I was, you know, when we got down, um, you know, even, you know, midway in the second quarter, I was like, oh, good Lord, here goes a Detroit game again, you know, getting <laughs> getting blown out on, on national TV. You know, I, I was um, pretty down about it. And, you know, what Aaron said, I mean, the locker room didn't necessarily feel like, um, that we had a comeback in us, and but but we did, and and uh, we we definitely needed it. Is is there a point in that game where you started to feel like this is going to happen, like Jordy Nelson's catch, maybe, or just something that gets you thinking that we can actually do this? Yeah, well, we talked about it. Um, you know, talked about it at halftime with a couple of the guys. Like, you know, we just kept saying, let's just go one play at a time. Let's just go make one play. And see where that can take us. And you know, this is a, a momentum sport. You know, everybody knows that. Um, and so you, you know, you make that one play, make that one first down. Uh, you know, you quiet the crowd and get a little momentum going. Uh, and we knew we decided to take that approach. We we weren't gonna uh, go score 30 points. You know, in five minutes, so we just had to take it one play at a time. Uh, and I think, I think the Eddie Lacy, you know, the 60-yard run. Uh, was the, was that play for us? I think that was you know what got our confidence back. And then obviously when Jordy scored, um, you know we just had a little momentum and, and had the confidence that we could go score. How important has it been to have Lacey there? Obviously you've been there a while, and the, the Packers struggled for so long to to get a big time running back. It looks like you guys hit on one, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, he's uh, he's been a hell of a back for us this year, man. He. Uh, he always falls forward, and he always turns a two-yard run into a three- or four-yard run, and, and that's what you ask uh, from your running back. You know, you're not always going to get 10, 15, 20-yard runs. I mean, that, those don't come very often, uh, you know, maybe once a game. But, uh, y- you know, you just want a back that's going to fall forward and get the extra hard yards. And, I mean, I, I think he's, you know, should be in the running for – for offensive rookie of the year, I mean, he's he's had that type of year and have has had that type of impact on our offense. Mike McCarthy said after that Cowboys game, he had to stop himself from crying. Uh, have you ever seen Mike McCarthy cry? And what was the what was the plane ride and the emotion like after coming back from that game? 
Um, let's see. Yes, I have seen him cry. Mm, to um, what? To doing what? Did you make him cry? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to tell the story because I don't want to embarrass him, you know. Um, uh, just kidding. Now, I'm probably pretty sure everybody shed some tears after the uh, after the Super Bowl. Um, I'll you know I'll say personally I was uh, doing everything to to hold back tears after that game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was you know it was an emotional win for us. It was a huge win. Uh, not only the way we did it, but where our season is. So uh, it was a uh, it was a big one for us, and it was I mean it was. <laughs> It was the best celebration I've seen in a locker room and a, a plane ride um, in a regular season game since I've been playing. What does that entail, actually? Because I, I just don't. I'm trying to. I've never been on one of those planes. No surprise. Oh, really, uh, Greg? I, yeah. So, what does that mean? The best celebration? Well, in the locker room, I mean, we just everybody's screaming and hugging and dancing. And, you know, they, on Packers.com, they they put it up. Um, but Donnie Barclay was the captain, and he's from Pittsburgh. And he, him and Coach McCarthy have very similar accents. And before the game, Donnie was like, you know, y'all won the game, won the Super Bowl here, and, and you know, made it your house, and let's do it today. Let's make this our house. And he says, our hoss. That's how they do it, our hoss. <laughs> so, you know, after the game, I started the chant, our hoss, our hoss. <laughs> and that's uh, the video they got on Packers.com. Everybody dancing and and screaming our hoss. So it's it's kind of funny to uh, you know jab it at, at Mike and and Donnie a little bit though. But it was uh, it was just a blast, man. Everybody seems to have fun at Jero World except for the Cowboys. <laughs> um, uh, I'm I'm two and zero there, so I'll I'll take it. I like it. <laughs> um, so Aaron Rodgers. First of all, is it true that any Packer? that speaks out about his uh, medical situation gets cast out of Wisconsin forever? Um, I don't know about that, but <laughs> what definitely aren't really supposed to talk about anybody else's injuries. I mean, that's kind of a a rule anyway, just in general. You don't you don't talk about other guys' injuries. I mean, you let them talk about their body. And, I mean, even, even if uh, we knew something, you know, nobody – would obviously say anything. Have you sensed his frustration? Because it seems like he's so close, but then the tests come back and it, it slows slows him down again. I'm sure as a competitor, and you, you know him very well, I mean, it has to be very tough for him, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, definitely see the frustration. Um, you know, let's see, two weeks ago, I was, you know, kind of getting after him a little bit. Hey, when are you going to be back? When Not getting after him, just asking him, you know, a lot, you know, constantly. When, when are you going to be back? You know, what's your deal? What's your status? Blah, blah, blah. And finally, one time he was like, look, man, relax, chill. <laughs> I want to be out there. I freaking want to be out there battling with you guys. You know, just <laughs> leave it alone. I was like, oh, my bad. You know, so he, he's he's definitely frustrated. He wants to be out there with us. Um, you know, every, every guy in this league is uh, ultra competitive. So, uh, you know, that's what we want to do. We want to be out on the field. And, and I think the biggest thing is uh, the feeling of, you know, letting your teammates down. That's that's what I uh, – that's what I think. And, you know, from personally, you know, being injured before and blah, 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 you, you, you just don't want to let your teammates down. So I think that's the biggest thing. And he's definitely frustrated. And, and uh, you know, we definitely can't wait to get him back. I know you're focused on the upcoming opponent, the Pittsburgh Steelers, but did you get a chance to watch the Detroit Scumbags play on Monday night? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I don't know if I caught that game. What happened? So, is that something where you're at home watching like a, a fan? Wait, the, the I Lions? I, just to fill Josh Absolutely, in. Absolutely, dude. We were watching yeah. him and screaming. We were <laughs> cussing the coaches because they ran the ball in third and ten, and we were like, oh, my God, it's such a long field goal, and we were jumping and screaming. and Yeah, we were very happy, needless to say. Yeah, John Harbaugh is really on a roll of several years now to set up a 60-yard field goal and then come out as a genius. That that must have been pretty exciting. Yeah, it was it was definitely fun to watch. Great game to watch, and obviously, you know, at, at this point in the season, you know, obviously you focus on yourself and your games, but at this point in the season, especially our situation where you need help, you, you know, you can't help but watch the other games, and it was definitely an uh, uh, exciting moment. Uh, before we let you go, Josh, I just want to touch on one thing that you, you said earlier this week. Uh, you seem remarkably prepared, and Mark and I on this podcast have discussed this topic before, surviving a, a zombie uh, apocalypse. And you had some good information here. Uh, zombies definitely don't like cold weather, and you already have to have a plan in place. People you trust that you have to be around. Then you have to have lots of weapons, and you try to fortify yourself in a big place with a big old fence. Then you just rock on and kill lots of zombies. That's honestly how I hope I go out someday in a zombie zombie apocalypse. Josh, you, this is the book. You've written the story on how to defend yourself against the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's funny. Everyone that I've talked to this week, you know, uh, media has has asked me about that. I, it's actually started a couple of years ago. We talked about. Um, I brought up the question: if there was a zombie apocalypse, who would be your number one draft pick from hmm. the our locker room to to be able to survive with? And my my number one draft pick was was Tom Crabtree. Um, one, you know, great athlete, strong. No, he can knows he can survive. I know he can survive. Um, but two, he looks like a zombie, so you will know, <laughs> blend in and they won't come after us. So that's how this came up, and then and then it led to this past week. I had a battle with uh, Greg Van Roten about who would last longer, and and I, I think I would personally, but he, he didn't agree with me. You've got the beard. You can. Store food in there, spit anything really goes in the beard nicely. I mean, I got <laughs> probably a hundred peanuts in my beard right now. Josh Sitton will live forever. Josh, thank you very much for joining us, and good luck against the Steelers this week. All right, guys, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Josh. Josh Sitton seems like a very uh, nice fellow. Yeah, cool guy. Yeah, I think Mark would be my choice in terms of looking. You know, I think you're the guy I would take in the zombie situation. Really, I'm confused why that. What's the mentality there? I just feel like you can fit into any situation. Some when I well, when you come to when I come to work, you often look like a zombie. I don't know. It's just well, sort of. well, that's an insult. But I would say <laughs> that you're kind of a minimalist, with, which helps you. You don't need a lot to survive. You don't even really need to eat. Um, one thing that also unrelated to Mark surviving zombies or looking <laughs> like one, um, he mentioned the Super Bowl celebration. Yeah. Uh, one thing that jumped out to me, I've now been lucky enough to cover two Super Bowls and go into the winning locker room the last two years, especially after the Giants, my first one that I went to and they won. I thought I was going to go downstairs and there would be champagne everywhere and guys just going nuts and cartwheels, a dude on fire tumbling across. It's none of that. <laughs> it's everyone just kind of chilling out. Uh, very happy, obviously, but, you know, changing, dressing and just, you know, a lot of media in there. But it's not like... A crazy celebration like you might think. It was that way last year in Baltimore's too. It was a, not subdued, 
but businesslike. I'm sure the party came later, but it wasn't what you saw with Michael Jordan uh, bottles right. of champagne right. being poured over his head. You know, with Bob Costas searching well, for his microphone. Here's why, because you're changing, and it's like a normal locker room situation, which is already very awkward, because there's tons of people milling about. And then multiply that by a 1,000. There's no walking room. Everyone's got cameras. I think it's just like sort of this weird post-awkward stage before the real party starts. They're basically just waiting to get out of there, it seems like. Yeah, in baseball, they, they don't care. They don't need anything to celebrate. They'll celebrate <laughs> a regular season title, a wild card win, uh, LCS championship, and they'll celebrate basically throughout the month of October. No sense of the moment. <laughs> okay, that does it for Wednesday's edition of the Around the League podcast. Thank you again to Josh Sitton for joining us. That was very nice of Josh. Uh, we will be back on Friday, as we always are, to preview all of the Week 16. Is that where we are? Week 16. That is absurd. Week 16 games. Christmas is next week. Mark was not aware of this until today. That is a fact. <laughs> I did not know. It was. I thought it was two weeks from now. Not. I know that the 25th is. But I, no, I know, what, I know when the 25th is, always <laughs> Christmas, but... I just thought it was December 4th or 5th right now. Right. I'm, I'm in a space. We That's have a holiday <laughs> party tonight. Mark did not realize the, the party was tonight, and he thought Christmas was two weeks from now. So, hey. Yeah. That's exciting if I were you. And, yeah, the, yeah, the holiday party <laughs> is tonight. Um, Mark and I roll in tomorrow morning at 5 and 6 a.m. respectively. Uh, Mark... You know, Mark is kind of indestructible. I don't assume he'll have any issues. I'm a little more worried about myself. I'll, I'll try my best, Greg, to be professional. Do you want me to set my alarm and text you in the morning? Well, it, well I don't know if you're getting up either, Wes. Let's be honest. I'm uh, I'm on a good boy streak lately. Really? Yeah. Right. Why is that? Well, uh, I, know we're... I, I felt like <laughs> some changes needed to be made. Hmm. Really? Right. Yeah. Well, that's a topic for another podcast. Well, every once in a while I go through these things where I just, you know, have to test myself and see, you know. Make sure I'm not like the difference between a drunk and an alcoholic and somebody who just lives a fun lifestyle. I have to make sure I'm in the latter group. Yeah, well, that's why Wes has put down seven O'Doul's during this podcast. <laughs> no, I drink, uh, what are they called, Bentleys or something? It's like a, a high end non alcoholic. Wow, Bentley is high end in all cases. All right, this is enough. All right, we will be back Friday. Until then, this is Dan Hansen signing off for the mailman, the sizzler, the boss, the gold standard. Until Friday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
Hankwitz. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.